Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm David and my pronouns are he and him. I'm Jamie and my pronouns are he and him. Hi, I'm Rob and my pronouns are he and him. Hi, I'm Alistair and my pronouns are also he and him. We've got all the boys in tonight. Yes, yes. Yes. Lads, yeah. lads, lads, lads. And, and t- you know, with, with lads, 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 let's watch a lads, 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 lads movie. <laughs> Only boys Rob. can see this film, so which is why uh, James isn't <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, if you went to see this in the cinema, uh, they hand out a Yorkie on the way in. <laughs> but yeah, oh, this... um, we we watched the Kingsman, um, as in the Kingsman, the Kingsman, not like the Kingsman, the first one, but we watched the third one because it's just out, and I don't actually know why else we watched it. Uh, Rob, you explain your reasoning for inflicting this film upon us. Well, for one, it's fucking terrible. Um, and for two, it seemed oddly appropriate for the times in which we live because it is about an evil conspiracy driving great powers to war uh, over a tiny principality. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it seemed relatively and, appropriate. And this is, this is extremely important. It is extraordinarily stupid. It's yes. incredibly fucking stupid. It also takes it, a vicious amount of liberty with, like, actual history while pretending to be liberty, part of it. Liberty is being generous. It fucking <laughs> eviscerates all, like, anything that anyone has ever known about fucking pre-World War One politics. I'm uh, going to do uh, the bit because James isn't here, but it's also fucking reeking of ideology. Mm. It is filthy with ideology, and I hate every bit of it. <laughs> it's I found just... it, um, I found it, like, incredibly tedious. It's just, yes. <laughs> The the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen too. This time the gentlemen are ordinary. <laughs> and what I will say though is like the um the plot summary on Wikipedia has more blue text than I think I've ever seen in one article because it's just like they they literally just went through like a, do you know what I mean? It's like the the film's like nearly two hours long because it's quite difficult to to sort of like cram the entire Wikipedia article for early 20th century geopolitics into a film, do you know what I mean? <laughs> they just went through, like, every every event in their big book of, like, Fisher-Price history and just went, oh, yeah, that that's going in, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But yeah. The, the pop-up fucking... book of pre-war, of the pre-war period. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and during the war as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> it has one of the most sort of wildly jarring tra- transitions but but we'll get to that we should i think maybe yeah. first say that this we are because we're talking about the king's man that this is written and directed by matthew vaughn he star of uh kick-ass layer cake and the other kingsman uh, uh prodigies kick-ass in particular i think being quite a strong influence on this in terms of just being wildly shit while people think it's cool because he decided he didn't want to make any good films like Layer Cake anymore. <laughs> mm. Layer Cake owns pretty much. How can you slander the director of X-Men First Class like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can I slander Mark Miller, though? I think it's okay for for me to slander Mark Miller. I think. Oh, yeah, actually fuck, that, fuck that cunt. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, he, he had nothing to do with the film, as far as I'm aware. Oh, no, no, no. The Kings, the Kingsman, the original two are yeah. based on books by Mark Miller. So, like, I'm, yeah, but this I'm, one's I'm this one's entirely this one's entirely a Matthew Vaughn joint, isn't it? It is, it is. But I'm still. I just wanted to slag off Mark Miller for a moment, just because I can. 
I mean, yeah, what, what, what is a podcast for but slagging people you don't like? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Welcome to podcasting That's... is practice the all beef podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Once again, we descend into personal beef. Uh, but before we get there, so just, I don't know, should, is there anything you guys want to talk about before we get to the thing? Uh, or shall we just get into it a little bit? I mean, the fucking no. start, of the, the start of the film... Uh, reminded me somewhat of the fucking Has Fallen film, which starts with a war crime. Uh, yes! <laughs> because because the, the start of this film starts in uh, a Boer War-era concentration camp, as in the inaugural ones. Well done, Alice. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. celebratory first concentration camp, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, important to note here as well that the film gives you no indication the the Boer War is a thing. Just merely that the film takes place in South Africa, nineteen o two. You fill in the blanks, and that there yeah. is a a war on, uh, with no no further details given. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's just a series of guys in like South Africa wearing fancy uniforms while literally having a concentration camp. I think it's supposed to be like deep commentary about like, look, with this is not you know. This is not your dad's movie. We're not pretending that the British were all good, but I'm still like, no, you make it look like the British were okay. I mean, it, it's just it, baffling. It, it very much seemed to me like it was bringing up these, like, you know, what were in reality absolutely fucking horrendous, as like, you know, as bad as what the Nazis did, minus the uh, the extermination, essentially. Uh, and then just sort of glossing over that for the rest of the film, the fact that the uh, protagonist, the fucking Duke of Oxford or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it is, yeah. is, is like present and all that shit for all this stuff, along with um, uh, yeah, Field, but Field Marshal Haig and, that, and all that. He's there. He's there to deliver like supplies for the Red Cross because he's not like he's not a big fucking shithead. Like he's the good posh guy. So you know what I mean. Like yeah, he's the fucking. He's the the Duke of some shit, but he's actually he's actually like quite nice, really. That's what that's there to set up. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very personable, and yet does not really seem to bring up the fact that there, he is in a concentration camp. Yeah, I mean, he, people. there's like a sort of extra bonus crossover because, as we said at the beginning, this is like it's like as if you were doing your GCSE history while having a severe brain injury. Um, <laughs> his wife's name is is Emily. And I think that's a reference to Emily Hobhouse, who was an actual like campaigner against the cruelty of the concentration camps. So the bit, the, the largest crime so far is obviously the concentration camp. The second, to my mind, is what the <laughs> fuck is Charles Dance doing here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he's battling this. Yeah, yeah Charles, uh, Charles Dance yeah. playing Lord Kitchener. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I said yeah. Phil Marshall. Hey, it was uh, yeah Kitchener. I mean, oh, yeah. equal cunts of, you know, different deeds. That's <laughs> Well, I mean, just, just just take a fucking grab bag of all of the, like, l- names that you know from that era, and they are, like, a fucking cameo in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is the Avengers, but for people who <laughs> spend far too much time reading about fucking early 20th century war. Like, that, it's, it's for the worst kind of fucking people. This is their Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's very much a, it's it's very much a a film about a period that is very interesting because of all the shit that you know set, sets the scene for like the, the entirety of the rest of the twentieth and 
went into the 21st century. But this is just a fucking fan fiction of all that shit. So <laughs> it yeah. may as well have been written, like the uh, the script may as well have been written in fucking crayon and all of the scenes been done by fucking puppets <laughs> for all the actual bearing on reality that it has. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, it sort of poses the question of like, what if... What if the, the Boer War and the First World War and the slaughter of millions and the horrors of everything that happened was really just a prequel so that in the 21st century there would still be an organization run by nonces and toffs to protect humanity for reasons passing human understanding? Yeah. And, I, you know, it... it <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it seems it seems very appropriate. Anyway, um, so they they visit yeah, the I mean, weirdly the, the, the fucking the the first the first film is basically just like fucking. Oh, what if there was like, what if there was a secret service that was like really fucking like posh and kind of extra? Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, they're all named after like Knights of the Round Table and everything. Yeah. Well, and... What if Archer, but like made really fucking English? And, <laughs> and incredibly shit. annoying. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, do you know what I mean? I don't think anyone was really sort of clamoring to discover just how, like, a fucking, like, <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? That 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 secret agency was founded. No, I, it, I mean, like, you've already you know got, I mean? like, a, a, an independent secret agency thing, which is, like, ridiculous in any fucking real measure of reality, so... You've already got it being really stupid. Why not just roll with it? It's stupid. Like just, just let that go itself. Don't explain the stupid thing. It's just, <laughs> it, it's, it's unnecessary. Just like, like we, if we can suspend our disbelief for it, we do not require an explanation for it. So the entire point of the film is just shite. To wasted with. is yeah. absolutely wasted, and and we'll proceed to insult your intelligence on so many levels oh, that's yes. really extraordinary anyway shall we get, kick the plot into gear because uh while visiting the remarkably clean and well-organized uh concentration camp um where lord kitchener i aka charles dance is hanging out um the, the wife of uh what's his face again the main actor i've got ralph, ralph, ralph mouth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the wife of ralph mouth um gets gets shot by a Boer sniper, even though, like, there's no context given, and it's just, like, for all you know, it's just a guy lying in the grass just hanging out, essentially. Um, Can I just um, point out, just before we go any further, by the way, the full name of uh, fucking, I, I refuse to call him Rafe, Ralph Fiennes. His full sure, name is Ralph Nathaniel Twisleton Wickerham Fiennes what <laughs> you're making that shit up that's not, not real that's that's real it's real <laughs> are you fucking real. kidding yeah. me no this guy this no. guy sounds so posh that you go to his wikipedia article and each of those names is its own blue link <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah um yeah just I, I just i just need to point that out because i think like with the context of the film it just it becomes like not important but relevant yeah, I mean, he was he was like an executive producer on this as well, I think, so... Yeah, clearly a, clearly a project mean, close to his heart. That explains a lot. He should he should really have just fucking, like, retired after he did In Bruges, because that, that, he's never going to fucking, yes. like... no. He's never <laughs> going to top that fucking... That scene where he has the fucking, like, he smashes up the phone and then calls his wife a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about his cunt kids. I love that film. 
And to be fair, he is one of many, many actors who are incredibly underserved by the movie. And every time they go on screen, like Charles Dance, for example, you just go, what are you doing here? Why? Why? Are you I don't here? know. I don't know how you managed to make Charles Dance boring. Do you know what I mean? But they, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've got like Reciphons as as Rasputin, and it, there's like one scene where he's entertaining. He he's just, the yeah. only one. Reciphons is the only one having fun with this movie. Just yeah. Playing it exactly how it is supposed to be played, which is stupid past the point of human comprehension. Mm-hmm. Should we yeah. actually do the fucking plot now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, we will. Um, this is just prepare yourself, listener. This is good. Yeah. So, like, his his wife his wife gets fucking like three sixty no scoped by some guy, and then uh, <laughs> like Not twelve years, some guy, just some yeah. guy. Yeah, just some guy. You know what I mean? Just fucking <laughs> happened to be building his Fortnite house in the hills and like noticed them pull up. So, <laughs> but. Uh, like fucking twelve years later or something, it's the is has the war started or is the war about to start or some shit? The, and uh, no, the it hasn't started start. yet. Yeah, right, but you're missing one important point, which is sort of running and stupid throughout the movie. Is that as she lies dying in uh, Ralph Mouth's arms, um, she makes him promise that their son, their infant son, will never see war. And obviously, it's, you know, World War One incoming, so... Oh my yeah. god! And oh my god, is this set up the stupidest part, in my opinion, of this entire fucking film, with how much his son wants to go to fucking war! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, his, son, his son, like, goes to war, and to his credit, doesn't immediately try to retreat the first time, like, he gets shot at, so... Better than, like, <laughs> better than most people today. <laughs> Remember when the yeah. morons the were fucking hard. like you know what I mean like the like the the king tries to bring him back from the war and like he just he's having none of it you know what I mean it's not like he had, puts on puts on a funny hat and a big mustache yeah they didn't have to cut up his passport to like make him stay in the, like, in the trench or whatever so send this motherfucker to Kiev and see what happens so yeah it, like it flashes forward and um, Kitchener's like fucking telling him uh, that like he thinks there's gonna be a I think first you get this insane potted history of like there were three cousins all equally stupid oh, and they're all yeah they're and they're all played, played by, by Tom, Tom Hollander. Hollander. Why are all three of them played by Tom Hollander like? I don't know. So you know they're related. I mean to be fair they were all cousins. Yeah, but if they were all brothers that would be like a, a reasonable choice. Yeah, but in fairness you're, you're forgetting the, the the levels of inbreeding within the royal families of Europe. I mean like if you centuries. put the picture if you put the pictures of Wilhelm the 2nd, Nicholas the 2nd and George the 5th or the 6th I can never remember next to each other, they do look insanely alike. It is as David just said like generations of inbreeding. So like and I think that's just like the gag. I think it's just played as a gag and it, it it's just him it doesn't with land. different mustaches on. It, do, it does not. It does not land at all. Like it just got on my tits that it was just Tom Holland. Yeah. Like I had to put up with Tom Holland three times in this film. I assume the the fact that uh, Tom Hollander plays uh, like a, a Russian monarch, a German monarch, and obviously an English monarch played into the fact that they decided not to go with like uh, the, the the whole film is in English. No one speaks a word of German. Yeah. Or what they should have what they should have done was have the had the three of them walk into a bar. That might have been like funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have them do bits, you mean, essentially. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, to drag, like, to fucking drag this on because it feels like we've been here a day already. Um, <laughs> they fucking 
the like, yeah, flash forward, and they're all living in a, a like a fucking very big house in the country. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the, yeah, but the, the yeah the, the, him the, and the his, first thing yeah the him and his son are flying a plane. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, when when they land though, um, the 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 whole of the staff are like outside the big house, right? Yeah. Uh, and the thing that I like the most is that um, the duke or whatever says to uh, the like the nearest woman, uh, go to like meet me in my study, and it is immediately obvious that they're like gonna bang later in the film, just immediately. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was like meet me in my study so I can bang you. I'm like Jesus Christ, this is you know Downton Abbey's taking a turn. But um... <laughs> to the credit, so, they don't bang. Yeah, that's that's like the fucking the omnipresent Gemma Arden, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Again, weirdly, like I'm not going to say she's wasted on this movie because she's not that good in general. But still, like you know, you could do better. <laughs> Everybody could do fucking better, except maybe Tom Hollander, who I also have some vestigial respect for, though much less after this movie. Um. Anyway, so they go into the study. There's less banging than you think. But we also meet the other, um, like the 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 body man, like the the personal servant, uh, Jimon Honsu, uh, who's also oh, he's, just he's, there. Um, and... He's he's there in the first in the first scene as well because he kills the sniper. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, yeah, he yeah. has a very big knife. Essentially, that's his point. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's his that's his thing. He's these colonial man servant number one throughout the film. That that's that's his role. Yeah, so essentially the the plot kicks into second gear when um, Tom Hollander, dressed as George VI, I think, go, comes to him and says, you have to go with um, Franz Ferdinand to Sarajevo because we're worried he might get killed by baddies. Yeah. I think it's Kitchener that says that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, uh, it's Kitchener, yeah, yeah, sorry. Kitch, Kitch, it's yeah, Charles Kitchener Dance, says yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's, and this is uh, this is in the titular the titular king's man uh, fucking shop the, the shop, shop which is that's like exactly the, all that is at the yeah. moment yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and while that's while they're having that conversation fucking Ralph his son is having a big we've got a hard on for war conversation with a um, aide de camp to catch yeah him. and then aide de camp played by Matthew Good and he's just like lurking in the background the whole time. And like the moment I saw him and he didn't have that many lines, I'm like, right, you're going to be important later on because you're Matthew Good and you're otherwise uh, in this role. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck that is, to be fair. Like, um, oh, you'd recognize if you saw a picture, he's in like a ton of shit. You'd recognize him. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I saw him in the film, but I, I don't recognize him. I didn't recognize him from anything. No, but he's, uh, he's no. big enough of an <laughs> actor that you're like, you're not just the assistant. There's something else up with you. Because you're right, too well, big an actor to just be the guy, it doesn't, you know? It doesn't pass the Jamie test of, does no. Jamie know him from something else? So, yeah. uh, frankly, he <laughs> may as well not exist. Yeah. Unfortunately, anything else that Matthew Good is in, he will now be the guy from Kingsman, which is That's a shame. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, then after, after they've had that little conversation, it cuts to um, a, a dark room in a hut on a cliff. Oh, this is, this is just the funniest fucking, like, shit ever do you know what i mean I so much like yeah the fucking the flock the sinister flock mm -hmm. are, are meeting on like a fucking <laughs> on a like giant pillar of rock somewhere in like russia is it mm -hmm. I, I don't know um, what it ever says it doesn't so. it doesn't say it's some, somewhere with goats that's about the only like mountains and goats presumably mountains it's, 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 like it's, it's specified later that it's switzerland so i felt oh, i felt it? seen oh. 
okay. <laughs> Finally got the Swiss representation that uh, yeah, exactly. Hollywood has been missing out on until recently. Yeah, but they're 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 meeting up there, and like a guy who's like who a Scottish guy whose face is never revealed. <clears throat> yeah, he's yeah, always in the so. shadows, are wearing a big hat and all that yeah. stuff until like, he hands out he up. hands out a bunch of rings with like a uh, fucking an animal, a different animal on for each person, and a cyanide <laughs> pill, and they do the bit from like fucking from Reservoir Dogs where everyone complains about the code name they've been given. Yes, because mm-hmm. like Rasputin doesn't want to be the fucking. What was it? Turtle. Tortoise he gets or whatever. Yeah, Aye. tortoise. Yeah. He'd rather have the bear, but then they're not allowed to swap because like some guy on a different fucking sinister committee is like Mister the Bear. So like yeah. fucking, do you know what I mean? And you can't <laughs> pick your own because then otherwise you get like twenty guys fighting over who gets to be Mister the fucking like an spaniel or something. Yeah. So I think um, as as like Rasputin, who is a member of the Kanji Club under this fucking like terrible Scottish cunt. Um, I, I hate, I hate his fucking voice, man. Don't talk like that, you fucking prick. Um, <laughs> terrible, terrible impression, terrible accent. Hated it, hated all of it. Um, but we find yeah. out that the bail is is none other than Gavriel Princip. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is this is yeah, this is when the felt to me like the film really started on the and <laughs> the dictionary defines Sarajevo as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, do you know what I mean? They're just like, oh, who 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 were some people that lived? I spent the whole <laughs> film like every time that that fucking like Scottish guy was talking. I was thinking like, well, who the fuck's he meant to be? He like, do you know what I mean? Who, like, he, yeah, this is yeah. Who who's he meant to be? That like the the the, the hiding his face? You know what I mean? Like, presumably. It's uh, presumably it's some obviously going to be someone we've seen previously in the film, and it is. Yeah. But I assumed he was going to be some sort of like historical figure, but no, he's just some guy, as far just, as I yeah. can tell. Some fucking guy. No, that, just that some guy it. who supports Scottish independence. Oh. <laughs> this is what we only find out at like the way and way back end of the movie. Is like, why are all yeah, these yeah. bad things? Why is the evil conspiracy? And it's to make Scotland independent. And it's just like, I oh mean, yeah, okay. we'll get there. We'll get there, but um, basically, Scottish Scottish nationalism is responsible for all of the goods and the evils in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it is literally impossible to say if it's good or not. They couldn't do like war profiteering though, because that that like, or what if a sinister conspiracy did World War One just to profiteer off it? Is the plot of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and the, the second the second of Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Oh, it has to be oh, stupid dear. than that. Anyway, off we go to, to Sarajevo, where um, the Duke of Oxford has taken his son, Mealy Mouth, or whatever his name is, um, who keeps so complaining. Conrad, that, like, Conrad, sure, yeah. whatever. Um, Conrad keeps bitching and moaning that he's not to be allowed to be exposed to real life, as in getting shot in the head somewhere in a trench. Um, so they're in the open car carriage with... Um, uh, f- Archduke Ferdinand and his wife, and he's uh, what's his face. Ralph Mouth is trying to keeps trying to convince Franz Ferdinand to like not go to the ball or not ride around like uh, JFK essentially. At yeah. which point, the, the, stay the away mayor... from the book depository. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at which point, uh, the bear or Gavrilo Princip, for, for those of us playing at home, uh, throws a bomb at, and this is like close ish to real life events throws a bomb at the carriage 
But yeah, that is not, then uh, not a... covered by real life events. Is the insa- insanely good lacrosse skills of a random English duke's son who happens to be present. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Long Tom Holland um, <laughs> hits the <laughs> hits the bomb with an umbrella into the car behind, killing some other people. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> killing killing some extras. Do you know what I mean? Like we we don't mourn those. They yeah. they were just, then, they were just getting they were just getting day rate so no one gives a fuck about them. Yeah, look, do you, do you have a blue name on uh, Wikipedia? I think fucking not. That's right, like. No, the, the question in this film is: Are you playing someone with a blue? Yeah, name? exactly. Yeah, um, and then it like followed that in a scene that was sort of relatively eerily reminiscent of how uh, uh, Archduke Ferdinand does die. They're like the four of them are just trundling along in a very empty street. <laughs> like how you say eerily. Like how gives, you say eerily yeah. as though as though, as though, it, as though it was unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they like Franz Ferdinand gives a speech, and then like they they get lost driving like yeah, fucking and to the matinee or some shit. And, but I mean, uh, they clearly they driven out of the zone with all the extras, or those are the ones that just got blown up because the streets are like. Empty to past the point of human belief. Like, you know, this is the middle of a, a capital at that point, and it's just an empty street with one terrace outside with one chair and one table where one assassin is sitting. It really is quite extraordinary. It's quite difficult to film during COVID. I'm not going to hold that part against them. Like, of all the things in this film to get mad at, that's one of them that I am not choosing to do so. This film was not worth being filmed during the COVID conditions, frankly. No, no, God, no, no, no. <laughs> this film, um, very likely that at least one person died for this film to be made. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Franz Ferdinand, the Archduke. Uh, otherwise, this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So anyway, like fucking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, your man, like fucking, just does a, a reverse drive-by on Franz Ferdinand, <laughs> yeah. and then like yeah. war breaks out. So <laughs> yeah, um, war was beginning. Um, yeah, and, and then that was it. Um, and then then it hits out into the whole fucking three cousin chat where Tom Hollander is there three times, um, and how like there was some weird fucking relationship between the three that was like not great. And okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah the, the basis. Yeah, and it's sort of thing. essentially saying that the the basis for World War One breaking out is gonna be because these three brothers, uh, brothers, three cousins couldn't get along, and it's like, yeah, in... <clears throat> partially, partially. I think the imperialism probably had a little bit more to do with it personally, but like, okay, yeah. But uh, what yeah. is imperialism if not like three fucking like people played by Tom Hollander getting like the knock on? Do you know what mm. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it then cuts because because war was beginning. Um, it, it, it cuts. I, I just think to re- I just think to remember that I, like when we learned about like World War One in school, it was like the the number one cause was Tom Hollander mustache variant two <laughs> got really upset with like Tom Hollander mustache variants one and three. That's right. Yeah. No. That that, yeah. that is exactly it. Um, so it does a little little time lapse, and it turns like a nice bit of French countryside into a barren wasteland, and then there's like that was that a, was a like that was the kind of, of yeah shells. That was like, the kind of shot that would have looked good in a film made by like someone with any kind of fucking artistry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that yeah, like that really yeah. struck me. It's like, it's like it was like oh we're panning across the French countryside, and it's just as as we pan like across, it's getting ravaged by years of war. And there's like shells piling up in this place. Yeah, and, and trenches and being it, dug all across yeah, the place. Yeah, and it's like 
that's a, that's a, a not a bad idea, but like it was just impossible I to mean, give a fuck about any of it. Do you know what I mean? Kinda, it was like... Yeah, that's kind of the the thing the, the the thing about this film I that I found was that the actual war stuff was like closest to actually saying anything. Everything else yep. was just kind of like frivolous, <clears throat> and like the way the actual main characters interact with like the 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 world events of the actual war are mm. also frivolous. But the representation of war in World War One is, you know, I mean, the best thing about it in like in terms of reality, I suppose. I mean, was it though? Because there was oh, that yeah. bit where they had the fucking knife fight in No Man's Land and one of the German guys was a fucking mini-boss. Yeah, that's why I say the, the bits where the main characters don't interact with it. Yeah, and it, it is yeah. at this point that we introduce um, Rasputin to the party, who is, apart from Gavrilo Princip, also in The Flock, the world's most evil organization. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, can I just, is... before we move on to that, just like just say, well, they're doing this whole bit with the wall, and it was that really impressive shot. They then go on to fuck it up by having a PowerPoint presentation um, by the Shepherd. And like part of this PowerPoint oh, presentation yeah. is the shepherd demonstrating his use of Adobe After Effects on a fucking black and white projector. You <laughs> 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 fucking hated it so much. Oh fuck! You so, know you're yeah, watching um, a good movie when like the cowled bad guy is giving PowerPoint presentations. That's when you yeah. know you're in an all-star movie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for explaining the um the the intents behind the uh. The, the the shadowy new world order that you're trying to put in over World War One. Thank you for that. Yeah. That was very useful. It is at this point that we do find out that part of the shadowy world order the flock is trying to create uh, is that they want to destroy the British Empire for reasons uh, which become later, but we've already spoken. I mean, you. it's the British um, Empire. Do you need reasons? <laughs> I mean, you don't, but they, they're incessant on giving you one, like, insistent on giving you one. They well, yeah, it's not. the... It's the English stole that Scottish fella's parents' mill. I think is the specific <laughs> reason given at one point. Yeah, <laughs> and that's as good a reason as any. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to fucking destroy England, yeah, <laughs> that'll 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 stand up in court just as well as any other fucking excuse. I mean, I think. And, and closures will do it for me. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, it's like fuck that shit. Um, do you know what I mean? So yeah, like anyway. one one day, one day will like someone will have to answer for their like fucking shadowy conspiracy, and their reason will be like Fredo's like went up to fifteen pence or something, <laughs> and you'll just be like, "No, yeah, that's a good shout, actually, mate." Like, fairness, I would very much like to see the show trial of the guy that sets the price for Fredo's. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, off we go to Russia because now Rasputin is manipulating uh, Tom Holland, but this time as Nicholas II. I mean, it's not Tom, Rob, let's, let's, Tom let's Hollander. Let, Tom Hollander. Let's be clear, though, Rob. It's not. It's not simply seducing them. It's literally casting a spell on them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it does imply there's some chicanery involved. With, no, with I mean, he's, 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 he's been given them. He's been given them the good drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, um, they're, they're all he's, he's fucking, um, his big crucifix has like a syringe in it that he can give yeah, people a big Christ, drug out I of. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then he does uh, then he does the throat singing from the uh, Sardaukar planet from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and then does not ride the worm, which is incredibly disappointing. Oh, this oh, movie would have been no, so much better. But yeah, um, so he poisons, he poisons like fucking uh, the, the Sars' son. 
and then like says to the Tsar, oh, your son's like dying. You better pull out of the war. I've like Jesus told me if you pull out of the war, he'll cure your son. And I'll, he t- just, I'll and, tell you what though, and then he immediately the... and then he immediately cures the son before they like, and it's like, I'm sorry, did they pull out of the war already? It seems like you've tipped your hand a bit there, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it did. It fucked me off that they he's. You know, Rasputin is meant to have poisoned his son. The the, the Tsar's son at that time had fucking uh, haemophilia. Like, yep. <laughs> no, do you not want to do anything with that? No. Okay. Whatever. Fine. Just yeah. I mean, we're gonna do then. we're gonna do big inbreeding jokes about like, oh look, it's Tom Hollandles. Um, but we're not gonna do the haemophilia. But like, okay, fair enough. Like, pick your battles, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So then, like, because if the Russians pull out of the war, English will get like kicked the fuck. Charles Dance goes on a boat with like fucking uh, that fella you you were like apparently who I should apparently have heard of. So apparently by the way, this pretty when, big when wheel it, down at the cracker factory or some shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When it when uh, when it uh, cuts to this uh, this ship, I thought that it was going to be a lot more interesting than it was because one of the first um, like one of the sparks for the Russian Revolution was uh, what's it called? Um, a mutiny on a on a ship, but no, it's just fucking Kitchener going no. on a boat ride to Russia. <laughs> no, I don't, you, I don't know where you get your information from, but one of the the spark for the Russian Revolution was that the the flock needed to make their left hand strong. Oh, I don't, don't we will get there. We'll get yeah, there, the, and I will be angry about it. Then please do not stop. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yes, um, yeah. So Kitchener is on his way to Russia, and then gets torpedoed out of the water. Um, yeah, uh, with Charles Dance gets das booted out of the film. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, leaving uh, what's his face, uh, uh, the Duke of Oxford, Ralph Malf, as the only living man who could possibly go to Russia because he has a cousin who has a cousin who has a cousin who knows Nicholas II or something or other, and yeah. he needs to go to a, to a shooting party, I think, or a, or a ball of some variety to talk to Nicholas II and say, hey, you should stay it's in a, the war and send another Christmas, couple hundred It's mil- a Christmas party for, I, th- I believe it's like a prince who happens to be like the fucking cousin of his, like, of, like Ralph Malf's son or something. So no, it's, Ralph it's, Malf's nephew. It, the, Everyone the, the, is related, the, so it doesn't matter. But again, yeah. this is like in in like pseudo history to give yourself an aneurysm. The prince is called Prince Yusupov, who did actually exist and who was the assassin of the actual Rasputin. Except in this thing, he's just a name and a plot device to get the Duke of Oxford, Ralph Malf, into um uh the yeah. the Winter Palace or something or other. Yeah, but anyway, so they go to this party and um fucking Rasputin turns up with two goth chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> quite the entrance and just glides across the floor. Do you know what I mean? Like he's on a fucking yeah. big roller skate under his like dress. <laughs> um, and then like the plan, the plan is right. They've had, they've had, in. yeah, they've had Gemma Arden make a massive like fucking Bakewell tart full of poison. Oh, yeah. The crunchiest Bakewell tart I've ever tart. ever seen. And the plan is, the plan is for like, like fucking young Conrad to try and like seduce Rasputin, who's apparently like a fucking like, uh, like a, a well-known nonce. And then like, but before he fucks him, he has to he, he, like he'll only fuck him if he eats the poisoned cake or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's. But then that plan, that plan backfires because like Rasputin like has the hots for fucking uh, for the Duke yeah, of Oxford. Fancy. And so, Does, doesn't fancy long Tom Holland. Nah. So they fucking like. So he cures. He cures fucking. Ralph Mouth's gunshot wound that he sustained during the sniper attack 
in an extraordinarily in... weird and like disturbing yeah. scene. He where... can, yeah. he can, I can only describe it as Rasputin giving his leg a, a blowjob. Yes. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very fucking odd. Um, but then, like, it was he, also, he... it was, I think, very much at this point where, like, Reese Ivans is, and I can't overstate this, licking the leg of Ralph Fiennes. And I was <laughs> looking at this with my fiance. We were both going, "What are the two of you doing in this movie? Like, what seriously does does Vaughn have on the two of you? They're like, just... <laughs> how serious is it? What the fuck? It's just." Two dudes having a fun Saturday night, like just, you know, yeah, what I mean? stop kink shaming them. Bit, a bit of cake, a bit of leg licking, you know. Yeah. We've been there. But yeah, the, the the poison cake makes him like throw up once, and then he um he tries to drown like fucking like Ralph in the air uh, in the pond out back because he tells him like the ice water will like help his leg. And he, but then mm-hmm. he like tries to drown him because he he's like actually they, what they didn't what they didn't like their plan didn't take into account is that Rasputin is a master baker and knows the ingredients of a Bakewell tart too well <laughs> and could tell that it had poison in it. Yeah. But he also he, he eats poison for breakfast so that he's immune to poison. Again, that is historically attested to. He did do that. That's one of the reasons he was so fucking hard to kill is because he did have a huge immunity to to poison. Like that's a genuine just, thing. I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like he just was a cunt that did not want to die. Like, yeah. They like they tried like in like in actual history they tried to drown him and all that shit. In many ways, he was the Bruce Willis of his day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so he tried. He tries to drown Ralph Malf and then like Conrad and uh, uh, Shola, I think the guy's called. Yeah, yeah. Like burst in, and the three of them have like a fucking absolutely incredible fight with Rasputin, whose entire like fighting style is based on like Russian dancing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the o- it's the only time the film is actually fun. Yeah, um, yes. is like, like watching fucking like Reciphons batter the shit out of three guys by like Cossack dancing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then after, uh, like you know, he's he's drowned and then he's stabbed and then and then he's shot in the head finally. Yeah, uh, he, he comes he comes back and like fucking Gemma Arterton, who's also there yeah. for some reason, like shoots him in the head. Look, Jamie, it's because it, you wouldn't understand. It's the extremely intricate network of like house staff that every. No, I mean, what it is building in the in the world has. For what some it reason. is is that every person in this fucking film can teleport. <laughs> yes, <laughs> apart from Charles Dance. Yeah. <laughs> it is important to note that like Gemma Arterton shoots Reef Iphens, aka Rasputin, in the head, and then literally does like a thing like, "Oh, boys never get it done." It's just like literally like five seconds, go boss time. Mm, gender. Yeah. 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 Mm, that, gender. Yeah. Gaslight, gatekeep, gunshot. Um, so <laughs> then the the next scene teleports uh, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin to the top of a fucking cliff to go and speak to the shepherd so that he can make the left hand strong mm-hmm. because communism was just a ploy by this one guy that didn't like England. Yeah. <laughs> It's also it's also it's also fun to it's fun to know that like um when the actual revolution in Russia broke out, Lenin was like, "Oh the fuck am I in France or whatever?" (laughs) He's like, "Oh shit, I'm in the wrong place. I need to get to Russia." Yeah, yeah. Um, Start to start the revolution that's already started. So yeah, 
Yeah, Lennon says some shit. Hang on, haven't we um, haven't we skipped to... a bit? Haven't we skipped a bit where that fucking lad from like the Avengers tries to fucking get Mexico to join the join the war? Yeah, no, that's the no. this again. This is a real thing we did. This is uh, again a real thing. This is known as the Zimmerman telegram. It is. It was at the time. I think a genuine offer from the Germans. We haven't. We haven't skipped to... it. I am scanning through the okay. film as we go. Okay. We haven't skipped that. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, you could, you could, if you set the this podcast episode up right, it will go along with the film. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a commentary track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so Lennon says some shit about how like the left hand will be so strong, you'll need the, uh, a strong right hand to balance it. More on that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're back on the train for a bit, and Conrad has a birthday, and now he's like old enough to go fight, so he immediately joins the army. And also, it must then, be stressed that this time it's like 1916, maybe 17. Yeah, no, but at least two years into the war. It's, it's the Russian Revolution, so it's 16 yeah, or 17. 19, it's, nine, it's 17, probably. It's, it's like uh, after presumably. two or three years of headlines and slaughter at the Somme or wherever, like the 18 year old boy, the son of a duke, is still like, yeah, I want to go fight. That seems cool. And I'm like, it, nobody wanted to fucking fight anymore in that yeah, time. They didn't, like, they didn't have, ah, fucking, they didn't have Call of Duty in those days. Yeah, oh yeah, someone in the village. Someone in the village gave him like a a a, 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 a like a fraction of chicken, and he went like this. This will not stand. I mean, see, to be fair, like I mean, I I I don't think I would have supported the First World War at the time. Like, I mean, it's hard for me to say that for sure. I'm fairly certain I wouldn't have supported it because it was all dog shit imperialism. But I would have absolutely handed a feather to the son of a duke. Fucking yeah. too right. <laughs> Get that cunt on the front. Get him fucking out. <laughs> Anyway. Get down there, son. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, he, he he joins he joins the fucking the army, and yep. then like the the king goes like the king like meets his dad and goes like, oh, why didn't you say? I'll just tell him to like come back and fucking stand outside my house with a gun. Yeah. And so like well, fuck, when but when they tell him he has to do that, he um he swaps clothes with with Kickass, doesn't he? I don't know with some guy. It's, yeah. yeah it, 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 but it's the guy from Kickass, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I, I I've not seen Kickass recently enough to know any of the people in that film. Either way, he, sw- he swaps fucking uniforms and assumes the identity of some fucking uh, Blackwatch Lance Corporal and goes away to fight for him. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves, school because at this point, um, while, while he's away training and shit, um, the Zimmerman telegram happens. Right. Um, so that's when, you know, like one of one of the flock, um, the, <laughs> the, the, the guy that like is also a Nazi in uh Marvel shit. Um he It's um yeah, it's, like get it's Daniel Daniel Brühl, isn't it? Yeah, it's that Daniel Brühl. Yeah. Again, it's uh, he's he's better... in um he's in one of the Avengers films or the Captain Americas or something, but he was oh. also he was also the uh in the guy they were making the funk propaganda film about in in Glorious Bastards. That's yeah. right. That's right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Another another good actor who like why why is he doing this? Um, yeah. So he he convinces um, uh, a telegram to be sent. He convinces the Kaiser to get a telegram sent that will get the Mexicans to invade yes. America to keep them distracted and not come into the war. Which like yeah, again thing thing that happened etc. So that was like intercepted and decoded through the um, house staff. Network, mm. um, and cl- assembling clues, etc., um, and then that looks that looks all fine. Um, everything's good. 
and that's that's when um that's when Conrad assumes the identity of Lance Corporal, which is fucking yeah. face. And then we get to uh, Lance like Corporal a kick ass. night. Lance then Corporal. we get into like a nightmarish like nightmarish tonal whiplash where this fun you know spy thriller thing with Reese Ifans doing uh, uh, Tekken Russian dance moves um, <laughs> is is like morphs into quite a serious and like horrible portrayal of world I mean, war I mean, one does it briefly briefly very briefly, very, very, as, very I re- briefly. as i recall as i recall he turns up literally the second he arrives in his first trench someone yeah. goes someone goes holy shit there's a fucking german running through no man's land waving a british flag and someone goes like oh he's a spy and it's like he's not a very good fucking spy is he do you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, because like, he's what running. Did he, what did he tell no the Germans? Like... What did he tell the Germans? I'm just popping over there to see if they've got any sugar we can borrow. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like just fucking running across no man's land, waving the enemy while flag. holding and a un- British un- flag. Yeah, yeah. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> the Germans are shooting at him. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> holy shit, how did that come about? And then like the oh, guy that, gets that fucking. Guy... That guy running through no man's land is how liberals feel in the UK every day when everyone's yeah. at them. <laughs> that guy gets that guy gets shelled. And then a bloke just conveniently appears, like fucking, like, do you know what I mean? Like the shopkeeper and Mr. Ben, and just goes, like, well, he was a spy, and we really need the thing he was carrying. <laughs> so, like, they decide they're going to go out when it gets dark. He needs six volunteers. So, obviously, like, fucking, like, numpty boy volunteers. And then some guy has to force five other blokes to volunteer as well. And they all go out in a no man's land in, at night, carrying, like, all carrying guns, which they then, when they meet a, a squad of Germans with the same idea in the middle of no man's land, they all put their guns down, because if they fire the guns, both sides will start shooting into no man's land in the dark. Meaning they're doing uh, something right. Yeah, so they, like, they both, they all put their guns down, and they, like, have a big knife fight, but there's one German guy who's, like, fucking huge, in a gas mask, with a fucking, like, lump hammer, do you know what I mean? Like he's just wandered out of a fucking PlayStation game. (laughs) (laughs) He does look like a guy that if you scanned him would like have a glowing red weak spot. Like it definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And like, and while while they're having this fight, he accidentally like bangs a fucking gong or some shit in no man's land and alerts both trenches to the idea that the fact that someone's fucking around. And then the, the, the spy master guy shoots the fucking mini boss to save like the, the Duke's son. And then gets like everyone, everyone left gets machine gunned by both sides. And the Duke's son dives into a crater where he finds the, the, the fucking dude who was running across no man's land is there. And he's like, <laughs> all he's, he, the, the artillery just blew one of his legs off and he like tourniqueted himself with the flag. And so he yes. heroically, he heroically carries him back across no man's land as the sun's coming up. And the Germans start shooting. And like the guy, like the, the guy he's carrying gets killed as he jumps back into the trench. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, it, it's not. It's not just uh, gets killed as he goes back into the into the trench. It's there's an explosion behind them, yeah, which, which flings them into the trench, killing only the guy he was carrying on yeah. his shoulders because the explosion, I assume, came from above them. But yeah, um, like, but then like the guy gets into the trench and they ask him what his name is and he gives the name of like fucking the dude from Kickass. Whose mate overhears him and shoots him as a German spy. The end, no moral. Do you know what I mean? It's just like that was the only thing where I was fucking, just laughing. It's fucking, fucking incredible! It's so it's, just... it's so good. Like, do you know what I mean? Because he's holding like uh, he's holding a cigarette lighter or something with like the secret file inside, but it's got yeah. a little uh, Totenkopf. It's got a little German uh, uh, death's head on it. 
So like a, <laughs> it's like a normal sword just goes. Oh yeah, obviously he's holding a lighter. Therefore, with he must no, be spying. It's not even. It's not even off. that. He literally just shoots him because he's like pretending to be his mate, and his 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 accent doesn't sound oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's both. Like it's that, and then it's it's it zooms in on that fucking David Totenkopf. Yeah, David, I'm gonna I'm gonna need I'm gonna need from you a score out of ten for the uh, for the Duke's son's Scottish accent. <laughs> Kanji Club out of ten. I was yeah, I was um, gonna say on a, on a rating from one to Kanji Club. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, fucking uh, like yeah, it zooms in on the fucking Toten Cop cigarette case or whatever, and like I'm not, I, I I don't know my fucking German World War One military paraphernalia all that well. Was the Toten Cop that big a thing pre? It it was Nazis? a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. It was a like, thing. Not a right, huge okay. thing. Okay. Like it did definitely. So they did exist. like I'm... that before Hitler. Okay, fine. I mean, was but would it have been widely recognised as a German symbol, or would like that? Would everyone have just looked at it and like and gone, "Wow, cool skull." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I would but anyway, anyway, get, like weekly training it, it seminars on this kind of stuff, like know yeah. that enemy. Anyway, we uh we like smash cut to fucking like Ralph Malfe who's gone full goblin mode now that his son's dead. <laughs> yeah. And then he like I mean, fucking first, Gemma Arden Gemma Arden's trying to give him like a cup of tea and he like fucking tells her to fuck off, but then it turns out it's actually the king at the door. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. But, but before we before we do this though, I have to give a, a special mention to I think is this before the funeral or after? I think it's after the funeral, right? That's it is after also the funeral, yeah. it's it's during the funeral, and you get stanzas like when the World War Two segment begins of Wilfred Owen's Dolce Decorum Est, and it is the yep. most mawkish, fucking inappropriate use of that poem, maybe yeah. of all time. It's really, I was just like fucking shocked by anyone thinking that that's like an appropriate or good idea. I, it's just disgusting on so many fucking levels. But yeah, but it's 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 themes though, isn't it, man? Because like you know, like. Yeah, it's 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 a theme of oh, it turns out World War One really fucking epic if you run through no man's land and get shot at. Yeah, well, you see what what happened was um that that Ralph um read that poem at the funeral at the king and the king had to sit there and look like a bit a bit awkward about it and that was yeah. a lesson or some shit. Like, Fuck off. Also, it should be noted that during that um there's also uh, an abdication of the Tsar with Lenin just kind of um. Just like yeah, present, sit. yeah, just just present, yeah. and then he lifts also, up the paper, it, it, and everyone yeah. starts chanting and shit. It annoyed the, the fuck out of me. That Very civilized. This Very was literally civilized. what I started screaming at the screen. That's not how that happened because it's like no. a gigantic room in a palace, and then like uh, uh, Nicholas II signs the application order, and then the whole crowd starts cheering. While Lenin looks on villainously, I think is the only way to put it. Yeah, everyone, everyone remembers that bit from their uh, Russian history where uh, Lenin walks up to the up to the palace doors, <laughs> knocks on it, and says, "Excuse me, you need to abdicate now." Yeah, yeah, very, very. And then they all throw their bowler hats events. in the air. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so fucking. Uh, it's just going to get worse. I'm sorry. Just, it's just, just, it so just completely worse. remove what could have been. An interesting part of the film. What are they going to do about the actual revolution or something? Nothing. Literally nothing. No, it does not. Does not get yeah. shown whatsoever in this film. It's just Lenin is for some reason in a palace and is receiving the abdication of the cut of uh, the Tsar. It's yeah. mind-boggling to me that they chose not to just like show bits of the revolution as it was because it was pretty fucking bloody and. 
Like they they could have just gone out their way to make it even more so, but no. Instead, it was this like really weird sanitized version of the revolution uh, where Lenin asked nicely and they David. went okay. With one exception, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, uh, and then then we go back to the um, the the Kanji Club cliffside, and uh, <laughs> fucking Bro is receiving orders along with some women. I don't know who she's supposed to be. Matahari. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Matahari, because now we get into yet another plot. And at this point, I'm like, are we not supposed to be wrapping this movie up by now? But no, there's another plot for reasons. I don't know why it exists. Like, two-thirds I, I, of the way through, folks. Two-thirds of the way through. And it's because the Americans won't enter World War One, even though they've now been convinced that the Zimmerman telegram is real because of the information that was in the Totenkopf cigarettes case that Ralph's mouth son yeah. died to get. Um, Just a little note that says, the, yeah, but if they the telegram's don't, real, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. If they don't have, if they don't have Matahari like blackmailing the president over a sex tape, over then, a sex like, tape, just. Yeah, but if they don't have that, then Ralph Mouth can't. The year is nineteen sixteen. Yeah, sorry, the year is nineteen seventeen. Like fuck off, sex yeah. tape. Okay, but like you know what I mean. If she hadn't made like a fucking like a zoetrope of the fucking president on the job, right? Then like, then they wouldn't. Ralph Mouth wouldn't be able to go to the tailor shop with her scarf to like fuck. I'd like to track it, track down which mountain Switzerland they were on or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, it's a, well, they do. They do a Sherlock Holmes on that fucking cashmere scarf, don't they? Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just really like the idea because you get, you see a few of these shots of this so-called like illicit sex tape where Matt Hari is seducing Woodrow Wilson, and <laughs> She's it's just, just like, like dancing around him. It's yeah, great. and it's just like, that's, but it's clearly shot like through quite close up through a window in the White House, and I just really like the idea that like the bad guys have set up this gigantic like 1915 era. Um, uh, camera set, you know, whirring and clanking right outside the, the White House windows. Like, darling, what is that? Oh, don't worry about it. Let me do the sexy dance. It's <laughs> <is> fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, it was all just fucking stupid. All of it, just dumb. It's so dumb. Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, and so it, well, it, all that's all the reason is, is like they send once again the Duke of Oxford because he's the only guy who can do things. To the American mm-hmm. embassy to convince them that the Zimmerman telegram, which his son died to get, is actually real. And then yeah, in yeah. the lobby meets Matahari, and they immediately have like a knife fight. And then he just knocks her the fuck out in two minutes. For who, yeah. who the fuck is Matahari? I, I don't know this name at all. This person is completely unknown to me. Matahari she was, like a was fucking spy or something, wasn't she? Yeah, she was quite a famous spy. She was Dutch actually. She was so, Dutch. You know, yeah. Yeah, uh, but she's she spied for uh, the Germans, Germans in uh, yeah. the First World War. Right. Okay. But, okay. So the name was just completely unknown to me. Okay. So yeah, I think right. the I think that's, the that's French shot her. I think she. They did. Yes. Yeah. Was that covered in the film? No, nope. it was uh, not. No, no, because no, she, no, she um, just gets she was... knocked the fuck out by Ralph Mouth. Yeah, she's just. Yeah. But just does he not like post that? Does he not post that to France to maintain the timeline or some shit? Um, yeah 12 french soldiers just before dawn on the 15th of october 1917 um cool Uh, she was not bound and refused a blindfold which is odd because she had that lovely red scarf that she could have used oh well yeah (laughs) no she didn't because like ralph malford nicked that off her 
Oh, maybe also, also on, when they're at the when they're at the embassy, the American embassy, Stanley Tucci's there for reasons as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just like, oh, like Stanley just Stanley like... Tucci was Stanley Tucci was nearby. Do you want to be in this film for like two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you need to pick up a check like you're Stanley Tucci, but I'm assuming you need some money. Do you want some? Yeah, so um, that that then gets us to we need to retrieve the, the microfilm of um, the president getting head and uh, Ralph has to go up onto oh, the Kanji Club Cliff. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah. And like fucking plane and Shola won't, won't jump out of like the airplane. Because, yeah. like, at the start of the film, when they land the plane, he has, like, fucking Chekhov's vertigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ralph goes up, and then there's 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 a, a hilarious um, and, uh, you know, suspenseful scene of him being on the side of the mountain and is helped by... Oh, with, like, the fuck where he falls through, the like, gets stuck in the wing of the plane like Mr. Bean or some shit. Yeah, yeah he does, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's all right. Yeah. It's all right though, Jamie, because uh, when he fought, when he gets his ass stuck in the wing of the plane, it actually causes the plane to still fall directly towards the big huge. Yeah. Plane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they could have just they could have that, that whole bit with him like wing walking and getting stuck in the plane, fucking spiraling, and then like him hanging off the cliff and the goat fucking trying to fight. And him. then and, and, they could have the just, way, they could he... have just shaved five minutes off the fucking runtime, yeah. and no one would have cared. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and too fucking and, like he does. He does a fucking walk and only describe it as a Satin's Creed run up the side of the fucking wall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was a producer on this, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 I so. Moving this, on. This guy's. Um, this guy's like in his. How old is fucking Ralph Malf anyway? Because it's like he doesn't have the upper body strength for any of the following scenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, how old is he? He's fifty nine. <laughs> no chance. It, it, anyway. it, it, yeah. Anyway, they have to land on the thing because there's on the cliff mountain in Switzerland with the rare goats. But it is at this point that Gemma Arterton is providing sniper cover. From and I swear to Christ, a hut filled with Gruyere cheeses, just to make sure that you know you're in Switzerland. Just to like you know, <laughs> yeah. she couldn't ah. shoot from inside. They couldn't fit her inside right. a cuckoo clock, I suppose. Like so, I think that's the- so. <laughs> I I am I, I watched this like immediately before recording, and to fit it into my um, unfortunately busy day, I watched it at one and a half times speed, and I missed <laughs> the cheese. So I was very confused as to what kind of wood that hut was made out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool. He definitely felt like like a rare treat for anyone who's into like messy fetishes or whatever. <laughs> rolling, around, rolling around the floor covered in like cheese and Look, sawdust. Jamie, like, Jamie, just because you don't understand the Swiss cheese making process of firing bullets into huge fucking wheels to put the holes in it, you don't need to show your ignorance like this. <laughs> so um yeah so ralph's on top of the cliff and he, he overhears the conversation and like the, the the microphone gets handed over to some american guy he gets onto the little lift the vice president that. i think is it oh, for fuck's yeah, sake it is oh right so honestly somehow this film was worse after i've fucking watched it um <laughs> so the, he goes down in the lift because there is a simple like um pulley system where uh, you know, a rock is used as a counterweight to like a really shoddy looking lift and um, strong boy from Snowpiercer is at the top of that to turn the wheel to make the lift go up and down. Uh, so the, the the vice president then, for fuck's sake, 
uh, starts going down the lift and uh, hilarity ensues when Ralph is noticed by guards and then fights happen. Yeah. Yeah. And including another mini boss fight with a guy with a glowing, mm-hmm. uh, re- re- glowing red weak spot. He really is yeah. like, oh, we've done this before. I bet the movie-going public would love to see this again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that that all happens, and then that's all resolved absolutely fine because Jim uh, Martin shoots the uh, fucking rope holding the rock from her cheese house. Shola, fuck, yeah, from from the cheese house. Um, like letting Shola like fly up, um, like some sort of fucking reverse Spider Man, and he goes up, and then they kill the, that guy, and then they go into uh, then they, then they enter the Kanji Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's revealed which, which, it's revealed which... that the fucking like the the like Scottish nationalist is um fucking is is Matthew Kitch- Kitch- is Kitchener's the... mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's it's the, the kitchen it's kitchen maid, yeah. Yeah. Uh and and they they have they have fight. Um sure they get shot because oh, it's established earlier that uh his sword um it's also has a yeah. national's power yeah. is also a gun sword sword but gun so he gets shot and then him and Ralph they've got those already they're called bayonets yeah yeah Chekhov's yeah. Chekhov's gun blade yeah, the, the, Chekhov, yeah this is just yeah, the this... inverse bayonet yeah it's essentially <laughs> it's it, once again it is a straight ripoff from Assassin's Creed and I have to bring it up again I'm contractually obligated on this podcast but it is just another fucking <laughs> Assassin's Creed thing yeah James yeah. isn't here to to stand Elden Ring so uh, Rob has to like, <laughs> fill their boots with um, fucking Assassin's Creed bargain bin stuff if I ever had to see it yeah. and um, the, the, the character development at the end of this fight when um, he, he, Kanji Club's fucking hanging over a, a yeah, cliff edge he, and he's held like he on learns. by the scarf by Ralph Ralph learns that pacifism just isn't really worth it and just lets him fall off the cliff yeah yes yeah it's better than just murder people it really is yeah that was the lesson taught by World War One. I always fucking love that when the, when like uh, the character growth of the the protagonist of a film is learning to do murder <laughs> always so good do you know what i mean when you have like the good guy and it's like no like i'm not going to kill you because that would be that would be bad and i'm not going to sink to your level and then like at the last second they go actually and just fucking kill the guy yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like it, it, the classic of the genre is they fucking like they they like stop the baddie and then at the last second he pulls a gun that no one knew he had and everyone just like fucking everyone suddenly just lights him up like they're the LAPD do you know well, what i mean yeah. like, jamie if it if it works for Raiden givens <laughs> so um that that set the walls over now because that happened immediately after um the the final boss was defeated and then it, if, well, if you little... cut the head off the snake yeah that's everything it. else then, all the rest of it dies yeah we got a little pan through of all the events um so the kaiser abdicates and um there's a, a victory celebration outside buckingham palace and they form the uh, the, the Kingsman agency in inside. Oh, the we get to the see shop. the um, yeah. we get we get to see the best bit of the film as well, though, which is the the Romanovs get killed by Hitler. <laughs> which, yeah, no, by no. the way, no, they which, don't. Which, by the way, I no, they don't. I thought it was. No, 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 no. It was just a guy. Um, as part it was just of a guy. Oh, so, no, I'm pretty sure it's Hitler. Nice. <laughs> oh, hang, on, hang on, I'm I'm going to check it right. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to check this as well. Like, actually, I, I, this is fucking Hitler. Get, like, I, get I, the I, fucking I var on. Furious. Get the fucking var on. We're, we're going to settle hang this. On, hang on, I'm watching it right now. Right, okay. So Buckingham Palace. 
having a little chat. And then we're going to cut to the Kaiser. Okay, the Kaiser just signed a thing, and now they're doing... Oh, my God! <laughs> what is it? Is Hitler, it David? Isn't it? <laughs> is it Hitler? <laughs> Is it Hitler in the House of Special Purpose? Yes. Yes, it's fucking Hitler. I did not film of the year every year. I was ready to play the fucking USSR drop just as we were talking about this. And I can't do it now. I have just watched the Roman be gunned down and I cannot play the Soviet anthem. So this brings us to wait, wait, wait. No, no, I am not doing that. This now Do brings the us to drop. <laughs> no, this now <laughs> brings like... us to the final part of the film, the after credit sequence. No, no, no. Can we I first not... before we before we do that? Can we first very briefly oh. talk about because they form the world's first Rob, private that intelligence doesn't agency. Fucking matter. Doesn't fucking matter. No, no, no. Deals. But it's it's. I just wanted to mention that at the ta- it's it's headed by Ralph Malf and at the table. Is the actual king who's taking yeah, like yeah. a subordinate role, and it's just like well, yeah, because the king got the king got owned it's... at that fucking funeral. No. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, sorry, yeah, that's I, true. I, I he did. Say, none of that fucking matters because there's an after credit sequence, and rather than talk about it, right? Rather than talk it? about it at all, let's just fucking listen to it. Now <laughs> it's time to address the balance of my new flock. Thanks to you, comrade, our left hand is strong, but as you once said, our right hand now needs strengthening. Come in. Don't be shy. Come, come. My shepherd, this young man will come to rival your position in this world, my friend. It is an honor, Comrade Lennon. And your name? Adolf Hitler. What Just, the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to ruin this, like, the one, what I also thought was, like, the one good scene in this film. I thought Get, there was Have it ruined for David in real time. Part. One good little <laughs> fucking scene. Well, having Hitler and, and Lenin do the handshake meme, but like in a in a mid credit sequence, just, <laughs> oh. just... Hitler yeah, and guy, Lenin are together at last. The guy that takes <laughs> over, the guy that takes over as the fucking shepherd at the end there as well is like is based on a real like Jewish fucking uh, publicist or something as well. Oh, for fuck's sake! Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Hell. Oh yeah! Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? This, this, much, much like, much like the cake in his earlier film. This shit has layers. <laughs> One point, though, like, I only noticed this as I was scanning back through while we we're, were talking. But um, when it's doing the little uh, bit just before Hitler kills the Romanovs, um, notably not in a basement. By the way, there is a window at, at like a normal height. It's not a basement. They fucked this up terribly, and I'm glad they at least didn't besmirch the good idea of a basement. Um, well, Kaiser Wilhelm is advocating you've got Brill standing on one hand, uh, standing on one side, one hand, very good, um, and then on the other side you've got um, Hitler, Hitler with a fucking luger pointed at Kaiser Wilhelm as he resigns. Again, history. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh, that's actually I mean, me so mad. 
Like, I'm already fucking mad. The whole, like, the, the historiography of this movie may be so, so fucking bad. Like, unbelievably. Like, dude, it's pissed me off more that they made Hitler kill the Romanovs than seeing <laughs> Lenin and Hitler have a handshake. That has pissed me off more. This is the worst fucking film. In a film replete with crimes against humanity. Oh, but yeah, so I mean, we, we skipped over it, but they, they formed the agency, and the idea of the agency is that it is above government and above bureaucracy, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds very much and also, like a, and also some kind of special that Stanley Tucci's group. there. And also Stanley Tucci is there, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, fucking, I hate it so much. Like, what, what, what shall we form from this how about a thing for the status quo great you've given me something to root for i'm glad the <laughs> king's on board yeah. Yeah, so i'm so glad that we can sit above politics with king with the king the reigning monarch on side literally literally sat next to me good yep just what a fucking shit show of a film it, it's weird as well because it, it, it's competent like as a film itself, it's competent. Yeah. It at least kind of. No, it, it, it is like it achieves it. There's a couple of quite interesting little like features of it, like that whole World War One fucking battlefield bit. That was quite interesting. Some of some elements of the actual like trench scene were quite like you know, not uh, quite. You know, <laughs> Struggled to, to say display. the word good. No, not good. Like well displayed. Like not not so much the fucking. Um, the, the the mini boss fight in the fucking no man's land more so the 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 section as he's like going to the trenches and like shit just keeps getting worse and looks shittier and shittier and more more fucking desolate um like some of it was actually fine all of the receiving stuff was pretty decent um yeah i mean like, like I, I would absolutely uh, i would absolutely watch a film where it was just him cutting about as like fucking do you know what i mean like Goth king yeah, give me beaten. give me two hours of <laughs> receivings making the Romanovs look like dipshits. Give me yeah. that film. Just just like you know what I mean, like Cossack fighting a bunch of guys. Yes, yes. While he's like, you know what I mean, and rocking up to like fucking state banquets with like goth chicks and stuff. It was Yeah. Co- Cossack fighting Hitler for does, no apparent reason, just just because yeah. we can. Yeah. Does uh, does this I just I just thought does does this episode count as a Scott Paul episode? It does, yeah. <laughs> it, do, it does, yes, yes because Check. because that guy was in charge of all of this and doing it because he was angry at the English. Um that means that Scott Paul has given us Lenin Hitler <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of World War One, um, like yeah, and and set the stage for everything that comes after that. So yeah, um, again, this is why we do not open the Scott Paul door on this podcast unless it's necessary. <laughs> because you might end up with it like giving Lenin a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I can't believe the Scottish Greens would let this happen. <laughs> oh dear I'm going to need to do the handshake meme now I'm going to make that like as we're doing this uh, <laughs> it's just Hitler, Lennon and Scott Paul in the middle <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell I, honestly I cannot say how much I hated this film just for the ideology like I think Has Fallen was at least fair in its ideology because at least, at least it, was... it was just openly fascist yeah at least like, it was somewhat internally coherent yeah, if, I mean, if outwardly like, incoherent. 
say what you say what you like about like the has fallen trilogy, but Hitler didn't kill the Romanovs, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> also, Stanley oh. Tucci wasn't there. That's true. He wasn't. No, he's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just checked, and it was Kick Ass that was the fucking soldier we swapped places with. Ah, oh, fantastic! Excellent. <laughs> a fucking ridiculous film. All of it ridiculous. Um, so uh, join us next time on Cultural Committee when we will not be talking about any of the Kingsman films again. No, this was <laughs> more than enough. To be fair, yeah. my original Thanks, idea, Rob. my idea, in the original idea was just to talk about Kingsman one and two. But then I saw this piece of shit and I thought this is way better because there's <laughs> do that check beam. <laughs> It's just, it's just the worst. Honestly, I, I am so annoyed that I've watched this now. Well, Specifically I mean, just for that scene. I mean, the thing is, though, like that scene was in the middle of the credits, so that to me implies that they're going to do a fucking like uh, a sequel. Uh, there is, there is literally a, a a bit on the Wikipedia article, part seven, possible sequel. Hooray! <laughs> I hate it so fucking much. I mean, it did make a profit profit at the box office, so um, like oh. it's not unlikely that it will. But simply because you know it's made money and it's an established franchise, so you know you can keep just beat that horse to death. Yeah, uh, all of this make it go away. Make this episode go away. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah, we can. Position it's heal our, thyself. It's our fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's you've heard from the Joker now. So let's uh, yeah, let's just fucking bend this. Um, so check us out on uh, Patreon if you want bonus episodes. There will be more bonus episodes. Um, one will be released soon, 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 and you can check. Yeah, us wherein out we we Twitch. talk with uh, we talk with Arjun about Rockstar and it's um, yes and how you know a game is culturally British. Yeah, the game's not the juice. Yeah, yeah, important to note that. Um, and uh, this this is a this is a skeleton podcast. And we will be also streaming on twitch.tv forward slash praxiscast um, Mondays and Thursdays for some Crab Game and Valheim, and I think a soon to be um, Deus Ex playthrough. Possible, yeah. Possibly, we'll see, we'll see Possibly. how we feel. Pretty much, we will see how we feel. But yeah, um, so yeah, um, there you go. More content, content for the content god. Look out for more and we'll see you again soon yeah right. next week even Goodbye. see you bye bye <laughs>